Have you ever wondered why trusting God and fully surrendering to him and his will can just be so hard? It's so intriguing to me that we can so easily say, I trust God, but when faced with different experiences as we go about our life and business, we can often find that trusting him and surrendering in both life and business can be quite difficult, even when we say that we do trust him and that we are surrendering. Because the thing is, if you are still obsessing about it, you haven't surrendered it. So that said, since I know that this is a phenomenon that is just so overwhelmingly present and something I have experienced myself, I knew it was time to bring in my dear friend, mentor, and client, Rochelle McKinnon. Rochelle is the founder of the brand and ministry Redeemed Wholeness, and after almost three years providing psychotherapy for interpersonal trauma and anxiety, God called her to leave her therapy practice behind and begin equipping his daughters to stand firm on a foundation of faith built on his word and security they have in him, and that is how Redeemed Wholeness was born. That said, I knew it was important for her to come onto the show and discuss why it can be so difficult to fully live like our security is in Christ. And a little hint for you, it can often come down to our worldview, which is very much affected by our attachment style. So in this episode, you will learn why actively trusting the Lord and surrendering to him can be so difficult to fully live out. In addition, you're also going to learn the four different attachment styles that can affect our perspective of the world and how each of these attachment styles can affect how you show up in your personal life and in your business, which will then lead into the very next step you need to take if you do find that you identify with one or more of the insecure attachment styles. And of course, you are going to hear about how you can learn more from Rochelle and go deeper on this topic in my membership, The Call to CEO Collective, which you will find linked in the show notes. Hey queen, welcome to Call to CEO. I'm your host, Hannah Brindley, daughter of the king, certified life coach, and faith-fueled business mentor. I know you are so sick of feeling like you work so hard in your business with little to no reward while staying in the same cycle of self-sabotaging tendencies you know are keeping you stuck. And because of that, I know you are craving to end this never-ending cycle of self-destruction and cultivate a thriving, Holy Spirit-led business without letting it become your idol. If you are ready to be fueled by faith over flesh, fight your battles spiritually instead of physically, take bold and obedient action on your God-given call to CEO, and finally create that thriving faith-fueled business, then you are in the right place. So go ahead and grab your favorite sparkling beverage, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dive in. I cannot tell you how excited I am right now. And I know you can't see me, but I am actually grinning from ear to ear because I get to introduce to you one of the sweetest souls I have ever met, Christian mentor and teacher, Rochelle McKinnon. 
Now, Rochelle is the founder of the brand and ministry Redeemed Wholeness and is passionate about equipping women to stand boldly in the fullness of the word of God and the redeemed wholeness Jesus bought for his people on the cross. And she's my friend, she's my student, and she's my mentor. So it is really no surprise that she is the very first guest we have had on the podcast that is not a student success story. Now, obviously, her being here is a quote-unquote success, right? And not just that, she will be the very first guest speaker inside of the membership the Call to CEO Collective. And the masterclass that she is hosting inside of the membership is actually going to be taking place a week after this episode is live. So if you are a part of the membership, get excited. And if you're not, please check out the info page at www.hannahbrindley.com slash membership, which is going to be linked in the show notes for you. And just make sure you go to the Lord in prayer with this and just wait for that confirmation from him. And if you're feeling led to join us, I really hope that we see you at the masterclass. Now, listen, Rochelle is such a gift. And I mean that just from the bottom of my heart. And even though we are literally just starting the episode, I know this will bless so many because she is so evidently walking with the Holy Spirit in every part of her life, in her business, and in her day-to-day personal life. And that said, I am just so thrilled that we get to have a real conversation about her expertise today. So Rochelle, it is such an honor to be here with you today, and I'm truly so excited for everyone to get to meet you. So please go ahead and tell us a little bit about you. Tell us who you are, what your mission is, and who you help, and then we're going to let the Holy Spirit lead us as we dive into some intriguing questions. Well, this is awesome. I love that I get to be here. Thank you so much. You're excited. I'm excited. So my name is Rochelle. Um, Personal life. I'm a married woman. My husband's name is Mike. I love him very much. We don't have any kids yet, but we do have our seven-year-old Rottweiler who we love. And professionally, funny story, I actually used to practice psychotherapy. Um, I practiced for about three years until God led me out of it. So he led me out of it by sort of giving me this understanding that unless the people I was working with or humans in general, unless people had three things, then therapy was often just going to be this cycle of discussing the symptoms of the lack of those three things over and over again. So the three things that he revealed to me are number one, a secure attachment relationship with him, with the Lord, um, two, biblical and theological literacy, and and three, a surrendered willingness to follow him instead of themselves in all life areas. So anytime we're lacking those three things, God was revealing to me, everything kind of is just going to flow from there and we're going to bear fruit from there. So therapy wasn't actually addressing those roots. So he called me to leave the field of psychotherapy to instead build a ministry where I get to help Christian women cultivate those three things, security in the Lord, biblical and theological literacy, and, and holistic surrender, which does overflow into holistic root, good fruit. 
And it is incredible. Like it's so beautiful just to witness the ministry that you are building. And speaking of holistic surrender, something that we talk a lot about on this show is the concept of looking to God for security and provision, you know, especially when it does come to business and not just that, but, you know, surrendering our business to God and trusting him in all that we do. And, you know, I know that sometimes that can just feel so much easier said than done. So Rochelle, I'm curious, why is that so hard? (laughs) Why is it so hard to take this head knowledge of surrender and provision and bring it down to our hearts and fully live that out? Yeah, that's such a good question. I love this question. And it's it's a question that women ask me all the time and that they point out all the time that, yes, I know, I know, I know, I know the truth. But for some reason, I just, I can't make myself live it. Like I know these things, but I can't make myself live as if that's true. Like how, how does that happen? And the reality is, this is why I love doing what I do because And this is the thing with exactly what I was talking about, those three core things that we all need. It's not enough to just say out loud those words, I trust God for provision, for security. He's my security. It's not enough to just say those things. There is so much more going on underneath the surface than just our intentions and our words. There's actually an entire worldview behind the way that you think and you act in the world, including in your relationship with God. There's so much more. Ooh, okay. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, the relationship aspect. Like, what do you mean by that? Like specifically, how would you say that is affected like our worldview per Mm -hmm. se? Yeah. So we can say like all day that we trust God that, like we were saying, that like he is my source of security, um, that I feel secure with him, quote unquote. We can say all of that. Um, but at the end of the day, like if, if I'm not actually relating to him as though he is my core security and my ultimate security, um, if I'm looking to other things and other people and my circumstances and my feelings as my main source of security, if I'm looking at the number that I make um, as my source of security and all these other things, then it doesn't matter that I'm saying those things because I'm not relating to God that way. Um, my worldview has a hard time engaging with God that way and and believing those things about him that he truly is. And so one of the, it's actually, it's super fascinating. One of the things that I see, and and I teach this in, in my own curriculum, one of the biggest factors that influences, um, someone's worldview and a lot of things like your, your physiology, um, how you approach business, um, your friendships, how you parent, um, you know, how you'll react if a friend doesn't text back, like, like everything, this, this impacts everything about someone's worldview is um, attachment. Um, it's fascinating. Ooh, and I know there's different attachment styles, right? Yeah. How many are there? 
So there's a total of four. There's uh, there's one that is secure attachment, and then there's three insecure patterns. Ooh, and I just find attachment styles so fascinating, <laughs> <laughs> like so fascinating, which is why I know that you are actually going to talk a lot about this in the yes. upcoming masterclass you're hosting inside of the membership. But can you just give a brief overview of what the different attachment styles are and potentially how that could show up and affect their business? Yes. I love that we're talking about this. I love it. So (laughs) attachment styles, um, they're basically this combination of beliefs, like we're talking about, about the self, about other people, about how the world is going to work. Like they come out of this worldview, these beliefs, and thus how we default. So it's not to say that you're doomed to relate in certain ways based on your worldview, but it, but it is like your default, how we default to relating then to yourself, to other people, to the world, to God, to faith. And, and yeah, even things like business (laughs) just at our baseline. So when I, um, when I describe the style, the styles, um, I'm not, going to go into the ins and outs of why they are this way. That's actually, um, that is quite in depth. And that is something I'm going to be unpacking in the membership masterclass. Um, But for now, I I honestly, I kind of want to give this like high level description of the almost like the symptoms of, of how you would know if kind of this is your style, like how you would feel in each one. Does that sound okay? Yes. Like, I'm so excited. Like, (laughs) I'm so pumped. And I already know a little bit about attachment styles. And what's really cool, you guys, is that your attachment styles, like Rochelle was saying, is that, you know, it does relate to everything in your life. It relates to your relationship with money, your relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship Mm -hmm. with your business, and your relationship with food. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's so interconnected based on your attachment style. So, super curious just to see what you have to share with us. So take, take the mic, Rochelle. (laughs) (laughs) With pleasure. Oh my gosh. I love this topic so much. Okay. So I'm going to start by talking about secure attachment. Um, And I actually find that this style doesn't get as much airtime as the others. So I want to make sure that we talk about it because um, I think people forget that this is actually possible. Not only is it possible with other humans and, and to have this worldview with other, like um, based on how humans interact with you, but also if it's possible with humans and humans are imperfect, imagine how much more of this worldview is possible with the Lord as our source of our attachment security. So I want to start by talking about how secure attachment will feel. Um, And I know for most listeners, this is going to feel very foreign. So I want to acknowledge that that's okay. That's actually really normal (laughs) when I was. And I actually want to say here too, this is very foreign for me as well. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I do not have a secure attachment style for those that are wondering. Um, but, but like I, you know, so when, when she was saying this is going to feel really foreign, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It is. But, 
if it's needed. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, hence why, you know, I'm working with Rochelle, right? You know, and she is okay. a mentor for me. And, you know, so yeah, like take it away, Rochelle. Sorry. I just was like, yeah. I just got to put out there. I am not securing my attachment right now. But well, it's, it's so interesting that you say that because um, a lot of the, the earlier research with attachment, and I hear this this quoted all the time, this like little factoid, that secure is the most common style. And I want to dispel that. Like it's, it's not, I, I can probably count on two hands, the amount of people in my entire life that I've met, that I'm remembering anyways, my entire life that I've met who actually had a secure attachment style. So I'm not saying that like this, it's like this unicorn and you're never going to experience it. But I think something that is really interesting is um, when I was a therapist, one of my supervisors, she was a psychologist. I had asked her about this because, and her specialty was attachment. And I asked her about this because the research quote unquote says that this is the most common style. And I asked her like, have you seen that? And she's like, no, this is not the most common style. This is rare. I was like, okay, thank you. Because I'm not seeing this in very many places. And I will tell you the people that I work with now, most of them, um, they can get there, but at their baseline, they did not start there. So I know we're talking about security a lot so far. We're not actually unpacking it yet. Let me do that now. So um, secure attachment style. So if this was you, it would come very naturally to you, like just natural. You wouldn't even have to think about it. Like it just comes naturally to feel comfortable around other people to trust other people, um, to have open communication that is like transparent, it's respectful, but it's assertive. Like that's just natural for you to just be fully open. It's natural to set boundaries, to say no. It's natural to receive someone else's no or to receive someone else's boundaries. Like it doesn't feel threatening. It's just like a natural fact of life. Um, it would come very naturally to notice your feelings, to acknowledge them, um, including when you're in distress. This is not to say you'd like be perfect at emotion regulation necessarily, but you would just know, like it's, it comes second nature to you to be acknowledging like your, um, emotional intelligence. Um, it would come naturally to when you're in distress or stressed out. When I say the word distress, um, it's like stressed out. If you're sad, if you're feeling anxious, like whatever isn't feeling amazing. If you're in distress, it's going to feel very natural to go seek comfort, to, to know where the appropriate um, sources of comfort are and to go seek them when you're in distress. It's going to feel natural to give meaningful comfort to someone else when they're in distress. Like for the most part, All of these sorts of things just kind of come second nature to someone who is like has the secure baseline. Um, And in general, because of all of this, like their, their life, their relationships in general at the baseline, there's obviously exceptions and circumstances happen, but in general, life and relationships are just very, very rewarding. So they have this like general worldview where they just trust 
that they are valued, they are significant, they are worthy, that their voice is welcome and wanted and needed, that their voice is going to be received well. And and so because of all of this, they they have this general baseline of kind of believing the best about people and situations unless there's a reason not to. And, and they do feel pretty comfortable. It's just natural living and moving around in their environment. So again, I know that that sounds very foreign <laughs> to a lot of people and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay because it's not the most common style. Hence, it doesn't get a lot of airtime because most of the time people don't relate to it and have a hard time believing that this is even possible. So remember when we talked about worldview, a lot of people have a worldview, the majority of people have a worldview where this is not a template of relationships, of living and moving and having their being that is normal that is even like seen as possible it just feels very out of reach and like that must be nice but I don't live in Hollywood kind of thing um so because most people don't relate to it I did want to talk about it first but let's get into um the three insecure attachment styles. These are the ones that the majority of people will tend to find themselves somewhere in here. And they're, they're separated into like categories here. But just remember that it's okay if you kind of, if you identify with things in multiple categories, like sometimes it's, it's kind of more along a, a spectrum. It's okay if you're like, I don't know which one I am. The point is not to identify yourself by an attachment style. We identify ourselves by Christ alone and in Christ alone. Hence, he is our security, not Amen. your attachment style. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So it's okay. Like if, if you, if you resonate with one of these styles, but just remember, like, this is not your identity. This is not the be all end all. Okay. So, um, the first insecure style that we'll talk about um, is anxious. So someone with an anxious attachment style, their worldview and experience of self, other, the world, it's more so one where there is a tendency towards, again, you're not doomed, but there is this like tendency towards anxiety. So overthinking, really questioning themselves, um, not even not being fully sure if if other people mean what they say like if you if you can kind of picture a situation where it just feels like off in the relationship someone with an anxious attachment style is gonna feel very preoccupied with like wait was it me was it them what are the motives here let me read between the lines um there's a lot of preoccupation with situations that they're uneasy about there's also like because of that there's this like um, very strong need. It's it almost feels like a primal need to almost like hyper focus on relieving that anxiety somehow. So often the tendency is to um, like live and move around in the world and in their relationships out of their emotion, their gut feelings about whether a situation feels secure or not. So again, this is not to say that this 
like someone with this attachment style is, is chronically anxious or that they're doomed to experience anxiety, but there is a tendency towards being unsure about whether situations are good or bad or what they mean. And then from there, there's this tendency to become preoccupied with that circumstance. So again, like, remember, actually, I've never said this before. Um, but I'll, I'll finish my idea quick and then I'll say this. Um, a tendency to become, yeah, preoccupied with that circumstance that they're unsure about. So if they abide in that preoccupation, if they allow themselves to remain like hyper fixated on that, that is going to lead to more anxiety. So, um, one thing I wanted to say is, um, anxiety itself, I want to say it's not necessarily, it's not a bad thing. Um, I think there's this, um, and I've been a therapist, so, so keep this in mind is like mental health is important. And it's also important that we recognize there are stages that get us to a place of anxiety. So someone with an anxious attachment style will have a tendency to experience and have almost like this temptation to abide in their preoccupations and their unsure feelings, if they abide in that, it's going to lead to more anxiety. So I want us to keep that in mind as well. So also keep in mind, as I'm sharing the insecure styles, um, because they are by nature describing insecurity, it's going to feel like critique. It's going to feel like, oh my goodness, this is like shamey almost. And I want us to recognize the gospel is the great leveler. Okay. None of us have more of a claim on shame or critique or sin than anybody else. We're all the same. We all have things about us that we have tendencies towards. We all have insecurities. Um, so when you're hearing these things, and if you're like, she just described me to a T, this is so bad. That is not what we're saying. There is an antidote, actually. It's not a magic potion or anything like that, but there is an antidote. His name is Jesus. Um, but that is the first insecure attachment style. So the second is avoidant. So Someone who has an avoidant attachment style, their worldview of self, other people, the world is going to be one in which there's this tendency to over rely on themselves, often because they usually admittedly trust themselves more than they trust other people. They know what to do. It'll get done better if I do it. It's fine. I'll just do it. When things get hard, these these are the ones who believe that, you know, quote unquote, strength equals pushing through, sucking it up, making it happen. Got to do what you got to do. Someone with um, an avoidant attachment style will tend to have a harder time acknowledging and putting words to their emotions. Um, often they feel very uncomfortable with the idea of being vulnerable. Sometimes it's like this, like, ugh. I don't have needs. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm not needy. I don't, I don't want to talk about feelings. <laughs> and I've actually, um, like a lot of our men are socialized to be avoidant, um, because in culture, like culture would, um, almost like 
not so much anymore, but for a long time, culture would essentially encourage boys to like, yeah, boys don't cry. You don't talk about feelings. You have to be the strong leader, um, this kind of stuff. So I have met a lot of women though, who are avoidant as well. So it's not just a guy thing. Um, but so they'll, they'll feel uncomfortable with vulnerability in themselves, but because they don't have a lot of templates of sensitivity and emotion and feeling, um, they'll also feel uncomfortable when someone around them is kind of getting vulnerable or express expresses like a sensitive emotion, like sadness or, or vulnerability or, um, comes to them, uh, wanting, do you remember how we talked about like someone who is secure will be comfortable going to someone else when they're in distress and will be comfortable comforting someone else in distress. Someone who's avoidant is comfortable with neither of those things. <laughs> it's like, wow. it, it just feels very strange and almost like there's this kind of internal, not distaste, but it, it just feels like abrasive. It feels difficult. So fun fact, my husband is avoidant. <laughs> so this has led to very interesting conversations with he and I, when I'm feeling something or when I can tell that he's feeling something, but he doesn't know how to name it. Um, he'll just like lash out, let's say. So, um, if this feels like it describes you and you're like, yeah, man, like my friends have told me that maybe they're trying to tell me things. And like, I, I don't react in the way that like they wish I would like, why is that? Maybe you have an avoidant attachment style. It's not a bad thing. It's just, um, I'm not talking about this yet, but a lot of the, the reasons why these styles are the way they are is because of how you were interacted with, um, growing up and, and what you learned, the worldview that you formed about, um, how people relate in situations like that. So that's the second insecure attachment style. The last one is it's less common. Um, but it's, it's certainly not rare. Like I know people with this style. It's called fearful avoidant. Another, term for it is disorganized. Um, so people with this style have what is called a, um, like come here, no go away kind of pattern as their dominant way of relating. So they, they will want to have others close. They'll want that. But when people get close, it feels like dangerous and anxiety inducing. So they'll often have this like primal instinct to push away the things that they do want in life. And it it can be very, very difficult, very frustrating to have this style because you know the things that you need, you know the things that you want, you know the things like as a Christian, you know the things that are good and holy and righteous and that will bring fruit. But then when you're presented with these things, you sort of freeze and panic. And, and so pushing the things away seems like at least to your nervous system and to your worldview it seems that it will give you time again to breathe and kind of recollect yourself but then the cycle repeats over and over again so it's it's less common that style but it's not rare it often um is because of a childhood trauma and stuff like that um so those i know i talked a lot but those are the four attachment styles. So I know this is a podcast about business and I imagine the listeners might be getting a sense of how these sorts of worldviews, they're not just about how your relationships go. They are also, like Hannah was saying, 
it's also going to inform how you view the things that happen day to day in your business, how you view your clients, how you relate to your clients, how you view the Lord and his role in your business, how you view your income. All of these four styles, they are essentially four worldviews that people will tend towards when they're approaching and living and moving and having their being in this realm of business. So I thought we can maybe kind of do some examples um, of like how each of the worldviews and the attachment styles like might show up. Um, yes. And yeah. yes. Yes, please. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally like, as you were talking about each of the insecure attachment styles, I'm like, why do I relate to all three? You know, (laughs) you know, and I know you were saying, wait a second, like it is like on, you know, a spectrum, right. And it's, it's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, please, like, please share how they show up in business, please. I'd love to. Yes. Okay. So the first example I want to give, I won't go into business yet. The first example I want to give, like, I'm going to give two business examples, but the first one, let's do like personal life kind of example. So friendship stuff. This, cause this one's really common. And this is like, um, in my own friendships, I can like pinpoint someone's attachment style based on this one thing. <laughs> so oh. your friend, let's say, hasn't texted back in a couple days, which is unusual for her. Like, this is not common for her. It's not like, this is like her thing is like, she's like, just like, whatever. Like, it's pretty uncommon, but it's been a couple days that she just did not text back. And you're like, what is going on here? So someone who has a secure attachment style. So remember This was a a while ago that we talked about this, but remember almost like everything about um, like approaching someone to have open communication, their beliefs about whether people are trustworthy, other people's motives, all this kind of stuff. Like they generally believe the best about people. Um, Relationships are rewarding. They move around pretty confidently in life. So someone who has a secure attachment style, if their friend doesn't text back in a couple days, Sometimes they might not even notice. <laughs> so there's that. Um, if they do notice, it's usually going to be their thought process will probably be like, huh, I wonder what um, Susie is up to. She must be busy. Or hope Susie's okay. Like, I don't have time to check in right now, but like, I'll, if I don't hear from her by Friday, I'll, I'll text her and see what's up. Someone who has an anxious attachment style. 20 minutes after the text didn't come in, this person is going to be freaking out. Okay. They'll probably, and this, again, this is not a critique. This is me just helping you understand yourselves. Like if you're, if you're listening and you're like, do I have this insecure attachment style? Um, probably you probably do <laughs> because we're human. Um, but someone with an anxious attachment style, yeah, they might think like, oh, is she mad at me? What did I do? Is especially if it's left on red, like is is she mad at me? Is she avoiding me? What did I say? Did I say something that might like have triggered her? Maybe I've been believing all the wrong things about our friendship. Maybe she actually 
isn't that close with me. Maybe I value our friendship more than she does. Oh my goodness. And then it's like the next day. So then someone with um, an anxious attachment style might feel like that confirms this thought that they had that Susie really just doesn't care about their friendship or it could go that way. It could go like, did Susie die? Like, is it, did she get in an accident? Like, is she okay? Like, and then we're anxiously texting Susie, like, are, are you okay? Like, I haven't heard from you. What's going on? So you can get a sense of if you view the world differently, you are going to perceive your friendship situations differently. Therefore, you're going to react differently to them. Someone with an avoidant attachment style might not notice. Um, or they may think like, cool, <laughs> that gives me more time to like do my own thing. Um, but then maybe like if a week goes by, they'll be like, yo, what is going on? You there? Are you alive? <laughs> um, so I won't talk about like how someone with a disorganized attachment style would approach that because um, that is the more rarer one. And it's just um, sometimes because the only really pattern there is like, come here, no go away. It can get tricky to almost like predict how they're going to react. So business life though. So that's personal life, business life. So I kind of want to go big picture first example. Income, like let's talk about income. Like we're going deep, we're going in. So let's say you're living life, things are going great, things are looking so good in your business. Then one week, you're down a client. Like something happens, maybe something happens in their life, they need to like back out of the contract, whatever. You're down a client. Um, now all of a sudden, it seems like other prospects like aren't working out either. Like what is going on? And at the moment, you're looking at your numbers and you're realizing you are not going to reach your income goals for the month, let alone the quarter. Like this is, if something doesn't change, like you're almost like in trouble income wise. Like this now puts your ability to pay rent in a precarious situation. So someone who has a secure attachment style, and this is going to be different. My answer here for this one is going to be not only if they have a secure attachment style, but if their security, if their main attachment figure is the Lord, not themselves, not their husband, someone else, not their circumstances, not their money, but someone whose attachment figure is the Lord. This is almost going to be like a, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Um, this is an interesting situation, God why are we here? But like, okay, like if clearly you're up to something and I trust you. So I'm just, I'm going to do what you told me to do. I'm going to steward what you told me to steward. And I'm going to wait on you because you better show up. <laughs> I'm in trouble if you don't. But it's, it's going to be this like, okay, God, like, let's do this. It's um, going to feel not it's, it's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to brush up against your flesh, but it won't feel anxiety inducing. It won't feel um, like you're terrified that you're not going to make it. Um, so someone with an anxious attachment style, though, this would cause anxiety 
my guess is this would cause a lot of anxiety for them. And because they tend towards preoccupation with situations that seem uneasy to them, they're going to be preoccupied with their income and what can I do to raise this number? Do I need to do this? Do I need to talk to this person? They're going to reach for things out of their anxiety to try to accomplish success, quote unquote, in what they believe to be a comfortable situation now. Let me just go talk to this person. Maybe I need to put my put up a new post and they'll create a post out of anxiety. Someone with an avoidant attachment style um, with the Lord. So I know I haven't talked a whole lot. We're going to unpack this way more deeply in your masterclass, but someone who re- relates avoidantly with the Lord because this is their baseline they will tend towards over-independence, remember? So they will have a harder time trusting that maybe God is actually trying to do something here and increase their trust in him. They might not even think of that. That might not even be on their radar. They'll probably just go on autopilot, do the things that businesses do. They'll almost forget to bring God into the equation. They won't be anxious about it. They'll just like go on autopilot and do the business things. Um, until they see the number go up. So day-to-day business though. So that's kind of like big picture income stuff. Last example I'll do is day-to-day business. You've formed boundaries, let's say, for your work hours, okay? But a new prospect, they're not your client yet, but a new prospect says that your hours actually don't work for them. Like maybe they're in a different time zone. So someone who has a secure attachment style, they're going to have, especially if their main attachment figure is the Lord, they're going to have an easier time engaging with this person without feeling pressure to people, please. They're going to recall and have front in mind or whatever you want to call it. Like it's going to be very memorable for them to recognize God is working in this person too. I don't need to be everything for them. God is meant to be their security. I'm not meant to be their security. So I don't need to bend to the point where it's unbendable. Like I'm not supposed to bend these hours. Maybe if God's given me that conviction, it's not going to feel like, do I need to like flake out and, and violate my own boundaries to work with this person? Maybe I'm fearful that I won't make enough money if I don't cave on these hour boundaries. Um, someone with a secure attachment style is not going to tend towards that. Someone with an anxious attachment style will probably tend towards uh, a little bit of people pleasing a little bit of that anxiety around like, well, if I don't do this, then what? What if I don't do this? They will probably potentially tend towards um, not a savior complex, complex, but like forgetting that they're not meant to be this person's provider. Like they're not meant to, you can think of this in terms of like, if your client can't afford your services either, like you are not their provider. God is their provider. So someone with an anxious attachment style is going to have um, a harder time, uh, like not being codependent almost to someone else's stuff that is coming up. 
whether it's for hours, finances, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So these are kind of like the main examples that I, I really just wanted to give people a sense of how attachment really does impact your day to day, like not only your actions in your business and with your clients, but also like just, just how you perceive what is going on in, in all of your life, but day to day in your business world, it's going to depend a lot on your attachment worldview. And these examples were so good. (laughs) Like so good because literally, I don't know how many conversations I've had with clients about those specific things. And it's so interesting because I've had clients, you know, react in all the different ways, right? Just, just, you know, so it's, it's so fascinating that that really does relate back to your attachment style. So thank you for sharing that. That's so insightful. I'm so intrigued still. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Rochelle, I'm really curious, you know, if someone is feeling like they resonate with one or even more of the insecure attachment styles, what would you say their next step should be? Like, what are they like? What's next for them? This is good. And this is why I recognized as a therapist which I, I actually can't remember if I said I'm not licensed anymore, just in case anyone is like, let's go to Rochelle for therapy. I, I do not practice <laughs> psychotherapy anymore because it won't be enough to say, well, get a therapist. And I'm not saying it's not helpful, but it won't be enough to say, go to a therapist and learn how to relate more securely, learn how to move towards a secure attachment style. Because at the end of the day, even people with secure attachment styles who are not Christians, they still will have no concept of trusting the Lord for provision, for security, for transformation in their business and in their clients. None of that is applicable um, to someone who's not a Christian and who has a secure attachment style. So if you're finding the answer, like the answer Sunday school answer. What is the answer? Jesus Christ. Like, what would the first step be? I would say, which it might seem like a daunting first step, but I would encourage you to, to seek to understand. Actually, this might be the second step. Seek to understand how to relate securely to the Lord. And, and, and literally, I know I, I say that, and it's one of those things that will sit up in your head, and you're like, well, how do I do that? Hence, I do what I do, guys, <laughs> because a lot of people don't understand. But even before that, so this would actually be step one. Please get to know your Bible. Like, I mean it. Mm. Look up the passages everywhere, Old Testament to New Testament, about how God relates to his people when they mm. are anxious when they are in distress, when they need provision, when they're not sure what's coming next, when um, there's like, you know, in in narratives, in in the part of the Bible where you have the narratives, um, as the reader, and especially if you're a Christian and you've read like, let's say the Gospels a million times, like, you know what's coming next in the story. But the people who lived it, they did not know what was coming next in the story. God always knows what's coming next in your story. I would encourage every single person, even if you don't care about attachment, 
please get to know your Bible and because that is the ultimate worldview that will actually help you relate securely to the Lord, to your business, to other people. The Bible is the worldview that God wants us to have. So when your default is to say, well, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, the Bible is the worldview you're meant to have and that will literally transform how you relate to your business. So first step to anybody, please open your Bibles <laughs> and read about God and who he is and how he relates to his people and provides for them. But second step, if you're serious about, oh my goodness, how do I actually learn to relate to him that way in a way that will transform my relationship with him, my faith, my marriage, um, my, my work, my clients' lives? How do I do this? I would love to help you with that. But even if it's not me, um, see if I know a couple other people on Instagram as well. Like I, even if you message me on Instagram at redeemed wholeness, like I would love to point you in the direction that, that will actually help you learn this stuff and grasp how to relate with God in a way that will build security in your life. That is more powerful than even a human security source can provide for you. So good. And I am just so glad I asked this question. This kind of came to me like last minute. And I was just like, I just, I just felt really led to ask that question. I'm so glad that I did because Rochelle just gave like so much wisdom there. Just like open your Bible. Like that right there is just gold and, you know, (laughs) showing you like where to go in the Bible. Right. And I, yeah, I'm just so glad I asked that. So thank you for sharing that, Rochelle. And y'all, if you really are serious about really, you know, finding a, I don't know if the word here is a solution, you know, but, you know, I I guess more so a solution to, you know, this attachment style phenomenon, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. please send her a message, right? Send her a message on Instagram. I'm going to link her uh, Instagram handle in the show notes, but it's redeemed wholeness and you will not be disappointed. Just have a conversation with Rochelle. Like I said, she's such a sweet soul, such a beautiful spirit. And also don't forget about the masterclass too. You know, that is actually happening next week. You know, the week that this episode goes live, we're going to be going deep into all things attachment styles and business and all the things. But Rochelle, can you just share with us what you have going on currently? Do you have any offers? Like, are you enrolling in anything? Do you have a freebie that can help them? And, you know, obviously we know where they can find you now, which is on Instagram, but tell us a little bit more about what you have going on for them. Yeah. So I do have a freebie actually, and it is related to the biblical (laughs) narrative as a whole and seeing the Bible as like the worldview and the big picture that we get to live in. So it's, it's actually called the word in 30 days. And this is a free Bible listening plan that I put together that actually goes through the entire narrative of scripture in 30 days. It takes about a couple hours a day, which I know that's a lot, but it's it's not to study the Bible. It, it really is to listen to the whole thing like it is a story and to get a sense of the entire narrative arc of scripture. Um, so that would be a freebie. My business actually is in a little bit of an interesting season. God has shown me that he actually has a 
a new wine skin is the word that he gave to me for how I offer what I do. So remember, I, I help women root their security in the Lord, build their biblical and theological literacy and surrender holistically so that they can bear holistic fruit. The primary way that I do that is through what's called the Redeemed Wholeness Core Curriculum. Um, but I am, I also mentor women one-on-one currently, but all of that is actually going to be transitioning into one community, which is going to be the new wineskin. And it is very exciting. This is actually the first time that I'm announcing that. So please follow me on Instagram to keep in the loop. And I'm so excited about this. Y'all, I have been with Rochelle since the beginning, you know, that she started like offering, you know, um, mentorship, you know, which is just, it's just so cool just to see like what God is doing in her and in this community. And it's such an honor just to get to have this conversation with her, to be, you know, friends with her, to be mentored by her, to get to mentor by her. And like I said, I just... I'm just so thankful and grateful. And, you know, Rochelle, thank you for being here. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for, you know, just allowing me to interview you. And thank you for, you know, doing the masterclass and hosting the masterclass for us. You are going to bless so many. Thank you for doing what you do. And y'all, that's that's a wrap. I think we've been talking for a while now. So I pray this bless you all. Thank you again for being here, Rochelle. And please, please, please go follow her and send her a message on Instagram and let her know that you listen to the podcast. But you guys have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Hey, CEO, don't head out just yet. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a rating and written review of the show. It truly lights a fire in me knowing how God has impacted you through this platform. And since I absolutely adore connecting with you, please, please, please screenshot this episode or your review and post it on your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Hannah Brindley. I cannot wait to see you over there. So much love to you.